श्री गौरी वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जय ग्रंथरा श्रीमद भागवतम की जय Continuing our discussion of Srimad Bhagavatam, verse Kanto, chapter 8. Tonight we come to text 27. Mokinchino Vittaya, Nibhita Guna Vittaye, Atmaramaya, Chantaya, Kaivalya Patahe Namaha. So these are, this is the continuation of the prayers of Queen Kunti. Kunti here in this section of the Bhagavatam where the narrative of Krishna Lila begins in the context of bringing out the glory of Raj Parikshit who will be the principal hearer of the Bhagavatam as the second canto begins. This is all a fairly introductory uh, section to the Bhagavatam. And again here... In this chapter, after the description of the trance of Vyas that gave rise to the Bhagavatam, as Vyas wrote it and revised it and taught it to his son Sugadev. Following this, we have, in the context, as they say, of speaking about the next hearer, Sugadev being the first hearer, Vyas being the first speaker, other than Sutta Goswami and and the uh, sages headed by Shonaka will be Parikshit Maharaj. So, a big introduction about him. And we segue into the lives of the Pandavas and their their devotion, how they were protected by Bhagawan and so forth. This is an emphasis, one particular emphasis in this section. And so, among the Pandavas, of course, the, the, uh, the great queen Kunti, the auntie of Bhagawan Sri Krishna, who is so prominent in a sense. Um, in this section of devotees and in this Leela, the Hastinapur Leela, the, the Kurukshetra Leela, the, uh, the Bhagavad Gita Leela, and so forth, that, that Krishna's um, named after her. He's part of the Sarati, he's the, 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 the chariot driver of Arjun, who is the son of, of, of Kunti, hmm? Prita. Partha. So, here then some prominence is given to her and her speech, and this also in the context of this being the third lady that's now been glorified in this section, the first being Draupadi. Uh, she weighed in on moral issues and swayed the uh, Bhagavan Sri Krishna to um, take her position, modified it slightly, um, with regard to the chastisement of Ashvatama, and then Uttara is glorified, of course. We get the Bhagavatam from her in the sense that uh, her prayer uh, to Bhagavan resulted in the protection of her her uh, embryo in the womb, which was Raj Parikshit, who's the principal hearer of Sukadev's speech. So... We owe tribute to her in this connection and also to her with regard to her interest in what it was that Sukadev said to her son that as Sanatana Goswami Prabhu has told gave rise to the Brihat uh, Bhagavatamrita which is our Sampradaya's seminal 
really commentary on Srimad Bhagavatam. Sanatana Goswami was the great uh, knower of Srimad Bhagavatam, relisher of Srimad Bhagavatam, said, said to set up a court assembly, I should say, in his house with pandits pouring over the Bhagavatam at the, at the cost of being dutiful with regard to his uh, government responsibilities and invoking the wrath of the Nawab Hussein Sah and such a terrifying uh, and troubling situation gave rise to his renunciation and leaving the world, at least as far as negative impetus goes. And uh, following in the, in the wake of his positive impetus to catch up with Chaitanya Dev and the revolution that he was causing throughout the subcontinent of India with his new religion, as it would appear, of Namsan Kirtan. And that being based on Srimad Bhagavatam that Sanatana Prabhu was so much a relisher of, relisher of a knower of. <coughs> um, and so again, his book, Briyad Bhagavatamrita, we, serves really as the first commentary on Srimad Bhagavatam for our Sampradaya, our Sampradaya's perspective on the book that was the very heart of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that he used to hear daily and hears in the in the Prakat Lila and in the Aprakat Lila, in the Manifest Lila and the Unmanifest Lila, hears daily from Gadadhar Pandit. Both in Navadvip he would hear and Puri he would hear daily Srimad Bhagavatam from the lips of Gadadhar Pandit who is the, the Radha of Gaur Lila. Oh. <laughs> this is... Uh, Gives us some idea of what Sumad Bhagavatam means to the Chaitanya Vaishnavas. So, uh, Kunti, uh, beautiful prayers. And here, uh, tonight's prayer is following her uh, previous statement in which they go together in a sense in which she has uh, deprecated that which most people find to be desirable. Janmaishvarya, Shutasvibir. Janma, good birth, means good birth. Uh, Aishvarya, wealth, hmm? material well-being, opulence. Janma, Aishvarya, Shruta, learning, and Sri, beauty. People are enamored by these things and thought to have been successful, to be successful if, to the measure uh, to which they've attained them. Hmm? So Kunti does not have much um, to say about them, Positively, indeed, she casts a negative a light on them, a shadow on them. That which would be the light of the world, she casts a shadow on. Hmm? Basically, she has said in her verse, previous verse, that uh, there, are, there is no security in these things, that people think that they will find security in the material world um, as a result of acquiring. They think they will find shelter from the storm of material existence hmm? um, through the implication is, in a basic sense, material acquisition. Hmm? And improvement, if you will, of the material situation. But it's difficult to improve on a dying affair. Hmm? Hmm? So that is the, uh, the illusion, that is the cosmetic. Hmm? The uh, cosmetic as we would call it, appears to others as material improvement, but the death rate is still 100%. Hmm? So, 
Indeed, her position is these things cause intoxication and people lose sight of the real problem. They lose sight of the fact that uh, the, the sun is burning out, that, that everyone is dying. You don't have to wait for a cataclysmic event. It's happening every morning. When you, when you wake up, we don't need a conspiracy theory or an apocalypse <laughs> to motivate us. Hmm? With the rising of every sun, sun every morning, ayur harati, vaipum sun, udyanastan chayonaso. Rising in the setting of the sun, everyone's life is being taken away. Because hmm? she's in a position, another position, tasyartaya chanonitya utumasloka vartaya. As we see, her prayers are only utumasloka vartaya, glorifying he who is praised with transcendental uh, poetry, who's best spoken about um, in uh, poetic language. The Goswamis, I mentioned Sanatana Goswami, he was very uh, poetic, very expert in poetics. Indeed, he even wrote a commentary on the... Um, what is that famous secular Ras book of Kalidas? Shakuntala. Hmm, you know it? Hmm. He wrote a commentary on it. Hmm. In terms of poetics and drama and so on and so forth. So he was a Rasik from a material point of view. And, of course, steeped in bhakti rasa, as articulated by Rupa Goswami Prabhupada, his younger brother, who's, who he is a leader of in the Gaur Leela and who leads him in Krishna Leela. So, so she, she, she anyway, she finds uh, that, that, this um, material acquisition, material improvement causes intoxication and obscures the real uh, picture, hmm? uh, the, the, the facts of life, and uh, therefore they are uh, an impediment, they are a negative, they are not a plus. Hmm? This is her uh, strong opinion, and this is, puts her very much at odds with the popular thinking. Hmm? She's a controversial figure, hmm? as it would be. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, making a, a, a strong statement here. And she, she says that um, the, uh, her prayer, is, her all her prayers constitute this Uttama Slokavarta, this glorification of he who is best spoken about by in, 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 in poetic language. I'd like to say, and I, I like to say as I have before, that poetry is more of a participatory language that, that seeks to, to make the world bigger than it appears to the eye, hmm? or make it as big as it, it, as it appears to us in human society, the world should be, in that in human society we think that there's more than what meets the eye about the world. There's more to it. So the poetry tries to extend the, the world in a sense and, it, and speaks about the world in a participatory way that tries to make us participants of the world. Uh, as I like to say, in poetry the moon can have wings and fly across the sky. Hmm? 
Um, and so the Bhagavatam has given a nice poetry, Ayurharati Vaipum Sam So the rising and the setting of the sun, everyone's life is being taken away. The sun doesn't rise and the sun doesn't set. Bhagavatam is wrong. Hmm? You see? It's the earth that's turning. Hmm? Something like that. They will say, hmm? this is just poetry. This is getting, uh, taking us away from the, uh, the reality. No, no, you missed the point. <laughs> You're dying. This is what the verse is saying. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and that is a problem. Hmm? And that is a problem for everyone. Hmm? And, uh, and, and it wants to say that and if we can speak about he who best can be spoken about, perhaps with poetry or with song, hmm? uh, rather than with math and science and, and so forth, to measure and so forth. Um, uh, poetry is, like I say, not a measuring language that blends to controlling but a descriptive language that seeks to describe in detail. That's what I mean by a measuring language. It seeks to describe it completely. Hmm? That is Maya. Hmm? Maya says, you cannot do that to me. <laughs> That's not possible. Hmm? So, rather, a language that helps us to, not to control, try to control material nature, but to participate with material nature in such a way that we, we understand our participation in relation to nature uh, that, 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 that points to the, the idea that we are the soul of nature. Nature has a soul in human life. In other words, in human life we find that within nature something starts to think about itself very deeply. Hmm? Nature starts to think about itself. It has a soul. This means human consciousness, hmm? self-consciousness, self-awareness, and um, that suddenly values, meaning comes into the world. This is all the subjective influence of consciousness. And the world becomes rich now, beautiful, meaningful. As I've many times said, if it weren't for consciousness, it wouldn't matter. Hmm? Who would know about it? And who would care about it? The matter wouldn't matter. Hmm? So, Bhagavatam says, Tasyarti Atunonitya Everyone's dying with the rising, the setting of the sun. And that's poetic, except for one who takes the poetic language to try to speak about Bhagavan. Uttama Shloka is his name, who is described in beautiful poetry. That beautiful poetry is Srimad Bhagavatam. This is what the Goswamis then have taken the lead from. It is it is a Ras Shastra. Hmm? And uh, their writings have followed uh, suit. Hmm? So Kunti Devi, here she is in the middle of this, and she's doing Uttama Sloka Vartaya. She's speaking poetically and beautifully and profoundly in her poetics about Krishna, and she says something very radical in the last uh, discussion, in the last verse that all this material acquisition, this is endangering the jiva. Hmm? This is not protecting the jiva. This is not giving the jiva any security. Hmm? This is not improving the situation of the jiva. This is uh, 
um, making the jiva's predicament that much worse. Because in the face of material progress, material happiness, material well-being, there is a tendency to lose sight of the overriding fact that, as I said, it's a dying affair. Therefore, those who are not intoxicated by such things, who don't have them, may be more readily disposed to hear the truths of Srimad Bhagavatam. So, we've come to that here. We have to talk a little bit about that but in tonight's verse. But, but um, she goes on to say in the previous verse that what? That... Uh, uh, with this we come into the next verse that picks up on this Sakinchana idea. But she says, um, Abhidatum, I think Prabhupada raises it to, to address feelingly. Chakravati Thakur, Sri Vishwana says, uh, uh, to, to, to speak the, sing the Lord's name. Hmm? So they can't say the Lord's name feelingly. Those who are Bogaishvarya, the Gita says, Bogaishvarya prasaktanam tayaparita chetasam. Vyavasayatmegabhyudhir samadhuna bhidhiyate. Samadhuna vyavasayatmegabhudhi. They cannot chant the name with attention. That means if you're too much intoxicated by material acquisition or too much in pursuit of that, too much preoccupied with that, even if you chant the name, you cannot chant with attention. Therefore, it would be nam aparad, by which you can get good birth, by which you can get good learning, by which you can get material things. Hmm? Nam can give these things very, very readily, much more readily and easily than you can get them from the from the karma marg, the dharma marg, a very difficult, troublesome path in which there may be so many. Uh, 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 reversals, if one does not proceed with caution, one going to get the opposite result of what one pursued. This, this is not the case with Harinam Puru. Hmm? But if you chant without attention, that means you chant um, w- without some, in some sense, attention means with proper sambandagan, with proper understanding hmm? of what you're doing. Therefore, we have we try to emphasize this that the people may understand what bhakti is, then they can chant with some understanding, and arguably, they're paying more attention. They're t- paying attention to what it means, what the significance of the signifier of the holy name is. Hmm? It is signifying hmm? Bhagawan. Who is Bhagawan? What is my relationship with him? What is the Maya Shakti? What is the Jiva Shakti? What is the Sarup Shakti? We're hearing some discussion on the harmonist. How confused devotees can be about these these things, although they've heard from a time immemorial, <laughs> practically. There's the internal energy, there's the marginal energy, and there's the external energy, and in Prabhupada's language and so forth. Hmm. And mixing them up. Hmm. Uh, so, 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 some proper someone again. This is the beginning of pay attention. But if we cannot, do not have that, and you don't pay attention, you may chant and you may get all these things. Hmm? Uh, so, Bhagavan is 
may afford you that, but that's not getting his attention, hmm? really. You may get those things by chanting Nam Aparat, but you may get those things without chanting also, but he, he's not paying any attention by giving those. You're not paying attention to him, he's not paying attention to you. He might pay little attention to Nam Aparat. He might pay some attention. He's, he, you see, he's very kind to his devotees. That is brought out here. Hmm? So we'll go to the next verse, but we, but again, the last night's verse, Kunti uh, Devi said, you cannot chant, the implication is, with feeling, if you're too intoxicated by the idea of material progress, too preoccupied with this. Uh, Prahlad said it's something like, what did he say? Matirna Krishne Paratasvatova this is Grihavrata. This is Bhogaishvarya. Prashaktanam <laughs> Grihavrata. One takes a vow, makes a commitment for material progress. That Matirna Krishna means he can he has no ear for hearing all these things about Krishna. More he or she has made a commitment to material progress. Bog, again, boga aishvarya prasaktanam. Too much attached to boga and aishvarya, material enjoyment, material opulence, teapritya chetasam, vyabhasayatmika buddhi. You cannot be focused and samaduna. You will never get samadhi. Hmm? We chant for samadhi. Hmm? This is attentive chanting. One, oneness in mind. So the more you hear, you see, and you understand from good association, the more you're going to be one focused. And you're going to say, this is what I have to do in life. This is my goal. Hmm? This, I have to chant attentively. Everything will come from that. Hmm? So here tonight, she says, Namo, picking up on Tvam Akinchana Gocharam, that you, you, you are the shelter of those who have nothing. They chant your name feelingly. Hmm? So here, she says, Namo Kinchana Vitaya. There's two ways to think about this line. She says, You are the wealth of those who are a kinchana. The other way to think about it is, Those who are a kinchana, they are your wealth. They are the wealth of Bhagwan, hmm? who is Nibrita Guna Vritaye, who is Nibrita Guna Vritaye, who is, has no interest in material existence. So, he has no interest in material existence. So, those who have interest in him, hmm, what will their position be in relation to good interest in good birth and money and uh, and uh, and education and beauty and so forth? Hmm? He's not there. He has no interest in material existence. So, those who take shelter of him, the implication is they also have no such interest. Now, while it may be true that in a kinchana, uh, a kinchana means who has nothing, so there's all kinds of poor people out there. Hmm? They may be a little more receptive than someone who's, you know, Donald Trump, for example. He's American, forgive me, but you, know, you might have heard of him. Uh, uh, he made the the Trump Towers, among other things, in New York. And they're so great that you never have to go outside. How, how great. <laughs> you could have your whole life inside of his cubicle. 
on the uh, <laughs> so uh he's you know made it better than the than the than the than than the world outside something like that anyway he's the kind of a, an an example of griha bratanam bogaishvarya prasaktanam and so forth hmm? such such a such a person so it might be that a poor, impoverished person might have more of an ear hmm, than such a person. Hmm. He has a he has a, an, an extra impediment, hmm, that intoxication that, that, that he's biting into the carrot, chasing after the carrot of fulfillment through material acquisition, and, and he, the more he has, the more of course he wants, and it's, it, the fulfillment seems just around the corner, but. But it never, it's, it's, it's never, never realized. So in that sense, hmm, because such a person is more is at a greater disadvantage, being more intoxicated by material existence. But other side is not that all poor people are going to be interested in, in, in hearing about Krishna consciousness. So the akinchana here really means something more than that. Hmm? There may be some thing to say for people not having much or not being intoxicated by the prospect of it, that's even better. They may not have much, but they be, may be still intoxicated by the prospect of having it and wish they had it, but their karma doesn't allow it. So they're living in frustration. But there um, may be those that, that are poor and kind of, well, just settled with that. Hmm? Not intoxicated. They may be a little more receptive. But the real idea of the kinchina here is who has become a kinchina as a result of pursuing the Lord. Hmm? Because that is the result. Because nevrita guna vrittaya, uh, as it said here, he's not there. Hmm? He's not to be found there hmm? in the pursuit of material opulence. He's not, these things have no interest to him whatsoever. They hold no interest. Hmm? What holds his interest? Those who have become interested in him hmm, and pursued him feelingly with one-mindedness to whom he has taken every from whom he has taken everything away hmm. he has taken everything away from them he becomes their treasure this is what this verse says he becomes their wealth hmm. or they, they become his wealth they be both sides of it. they become his treasure they find he is my treasure. I have no prospect in the material world. Hmm. And, and no, no interest in that. I'm a kinchina. Hmm. I'm impoverished from a material perspective. But I'm rich internally. Hmm. And he finds, this verse says the same thing, that his wealth is in such persons. This is the treasure of Bhagwan, A treasure that should be kept a secret. Hmm. But which he, but, and, and, and at some point, he does. Hmm. At some point, he says, "World can't have him anymore." Hmm. And uh, I take him to my abode, and he's not coming back. I'm keeping him with me, and he will never leave there, even if he wanted to. I would never let him go. Hmm. Never. I've taken everything in the world away from him. He has nothing but me to depend on. Hmm? 
And now I want him with me forever. This is my wealth. This is my treasure. He says, Atmaramas, Atmaramayas, Shantaya, Atmaramaya Shantaya. He gives a contrast now. I'm Atmaram, Shantaya. I'm gentle. I'm Atmaram means, I'm not, in one sense it means, and I'm not interested in anybody else. I'm self-satisfied. I'm only, my wealth is my devotee. I'm not interested in anyone else. Well, wait a minute, how can you be self-satisfied and say that your wealth is your devotee? Because my devotee is he who, she who is under the influence of my Swarup Shakti. And my Swarup Shakti and I are one. We're one and different, but we're more one than we are different or one and different. The Maya Shakti, as I said, is more different. It's one and different, but it's more different. The Deep Shakti is one and different, could go either way. And the Swarup Shakti is more one than different. That is his own Shakti, his own world. So when he consorts with his Swarup Shakti, the implication is he's not going outside of himself. When he consorts with with Radha, for example, he's not going outside of himself. This is his own uh, Swarup Shakti manifesting externally. Swarup Shakti Ananda. His Swarup Ananda manifesting as Swarup Shakti Ananda. So the implication is this Swarup Shakti, this is his, this is his abode, this is this... It, 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 the forms are constituted of that there. The movements are constituted of that. Hmm? And those forms and those movements, this is all bhakti. Hmm? That love is non-different from him. So he's not, his atmarama status of being self-satisfied, not going outside of himself, is not compromised by his relationship with his devotees and by statements like this of Queen Kunti, where it is where it is said that his wealth is his devotees. No. His heart, their heart is his heart. His heart is their heart. What is that verse? Sadhanam hridayam madhyamandye hridayam twayam So, my heart is theirs, their heart is mine. So, whereas... Now, when he makes a statement, Atmaramas, Atmaramaya, here he says, he's speaking, he says, he's already said, these devotees are my wealth. Hmm? Or Kunti has said, the, the, the devotees are his wealth. He has no interest in material existence. They have no, no interest in that, only in him. They are his wealth. He is their wealth. Other than that, in relation to everyone else, He's self-satisfied. means he has nothing to do with anybody else. This is Krishna. He has nothing to do with anybody else. Only to do with his devotees. In relation to everyone else, he's a witness. They are under the influence of karma. He's a witness. Of course, he comes to the world as Bhagwan 
and people become devotees. We can say this also, however. There are always jivas in the material world under the influence of karma, and there are always sadhakas in the material world. Hmm? He comes for them. Puritranaya sadhunam vinashaya traduskritam. The vinashaya traduskritam, destroying the miscreants, is a side effect, a byproduct of his coming for the sadhakas. He comes for the sadhakas who've reached a certain point of no return and separation from him. He comes to brighten the dark night of their soul and separation. It's hard to understand such ideas, but as long as the world has been going on, as long as there are sadhakas and badajivas and Vishnu's coming and when he makes devotees, or when he, when, he, when, he, when he tenders to those devotees, those devotees tender to us, hmm? basically. They are his Kripa Shakti. Hmm? Hmm. So with regard to the jiva there, there, therefore, he's not involved. He becomes involved when the Srupa Shakti becomes involved. Otherwise, he's going outside of himself. Hmm? No. So... And, and he, so he's, so he, he, his favoritism towards his devotees, his partiality towards his devotees, which is his best quality in a sense, is being showcased here. Hmm? And both positively and then negatively by the word Atmaramas. And then he says, he says what? Uh, Shantaya. This is another nice idea here, he says. He's very gentle. It means that in relation to his devotees, while with other people, he observes the law, the law of karma. Hmm? He observes it. Hmm? They act in this way, material nature responds in this way. I don't get involved. That's the law. Hmm? The rules, I don't get involved. But there are devotees of mine that are weak sometimes, and they make offenses. But I'm very, but I, but I'm very gentle. It means, for them, who I'm related with, even though they are not perfect and they may, may make offense, I don't take offense. Hmm? They may even be, they're my devotees. Sincerely, they may be a little distracted. Still, hmm? I have a huge learning gap for them. I have, they're properly situated. Therefore, I, I look at them uh, in terms of their potential. What is their ideal? I relate to them in that way, not necessarily in terms of their present or their past. Hmm? They've made a stand for me, maybe weakly, in a week with some weakness, perhaps in them, and I, I cover for them. Hmm? I'm gentle in relation to them. So again, he's coming back. I'm partial to the devotees. Everyone else, I'm just a witness. I'm the paramatma, hmm? but for my devotees. I'm Bhagwan. I'm partial. Hmm? And what then? And and Kaivalya Patai Namaha. And even some of my devotees, they worship me for Mukti. They want Shasti, Samipya, Salokya, hmm? Sarupya. They want to go to Vaikuntha. This is Vaidhi Bhakti. They want Mukti. Hmm? They don't want to uh, merge with or identify with my 
effulgence. They want to live on my planet, they want to have opulences like me and associate with me, they want to be personal attendants of mine, they want to have a form like mine and all the implications that go with that and so forth. So mm, they worship me with that in mind. I give them that, which is not the implication, which is not possible to get without my grace. Mamamaya duratyaya mamevayeprapadyante so there may be a school of devotees like that. There are some. They want that. Vaikuntam. That is mukti. I give them that. And of course, the Gaudiya school is, and Bhagavad is advocating something um, arguably better than that. <laughs> more, more, uh, more, um, that brings out another side of Bhagwan. Hmm? rather than the side that will be brought up by those who want to live with him on the same planet, worship him and so on and so forth out of duty hmm? who want to love him intimately then he has another side he show, which is arguably a more f- full side a more complete manifestation of Bhagavan hmm? so his wealth is his devotees hmm? He has no interest in material existence. He is self-satisfied and doesn't interact with anyone else for any other purpose. He just oversees the karma and sanctions. And he's very gentle to the devotees, even in their weakness. And for those devotees, it could be said, who are weak and want liberation only, he gives that to them. This way Kunti Devi has uh, kind of uh, main emphasis here on the word akinchana, which is picks up from the previous uh, night's verse. Tvam akinchana gocharam. This um, idea was one of my gabbardas once uh, asked Prabhupada about uh, Krishnadas Babaji Maharaj. He was speaking to Prabhupada about uh, the Prayojan Tattva. And he asked Prabhupada, Is uh, everyone in Gaudiya Vaishnava, do they attain Manjari Bhav? And Prabhupada said, Down to Sakya. And so then this devotee said, He brought up a Krishna Krishnadas Babaji Marsh, who had uh, openly well, in confidence, I suppose, but he got around, expressed his own, um, not only affinity for, but his entering into Sakiras in a letter to Sridhar Marji wrote. And I saw them, they invited me to go into the forest with the cows. I, they called me. I got, I got the okay, <laughs> something like that. So anyway, he said, and uh, he said, your godbrother, Krishnadas Babaji, now they're talking about his high ideal, Prayojan Tattva, and Prabhupada said, Akinjana Krishnadas Babaji, as he was known. <laughs> so that ended the conversation. Pra- Prabhupada was saying, basically, first become Akinjana, then we're going to talk about all these things. Hmm? First become Akinjana by your chanting, by your hearing. That, that, that implies, as I say, the kind of one minus, not, not distracted by anything, no other interest. It's Amikichucha, and I don't want anything else. When you think like this, when you focus to this way, then we can talk about Prayojan 
tattva, then that will that will have some bearing. Then you have some capacity to understand some of these things. Hmm? Therefore, sometimes we just have to tell a story about things or put you off or something like. Once you go there and find out and give this kind of explanation, but if you go, if you actually, as Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthi Thakur used to say, first deserve, then desire. If you actually put yourself in a position where you um, have focused, if you will, on the steps that are before you at hand, the work at hand, then the capacity to understand and enter into uh, a deeper explanation, or or in this case we're talking about the Prajan Tattva, and a theoretical even understanding of that, there's some place for that. As you get in there and muddy the whole thing up and and uh, misunderstand it and so forth, and uh, it's difficult to understand. The preem is 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 characterized by uh, by being uh, uh, such that it looks disconcerting on the outside. And this is an example here. Uh, Akinchina doesn't look attractive. Join us and become a poor person. Become a beggar. Hmm. This is basically what we're teaching. If we we have openly said it, who will want to join? Therefore, we say, chant and be happy. Hmm. And people think, yeah, that sounds great. I'll chant. I'm gonna anything I want. Prophet once said, give them gornatidides and some incense. Give them the Hare Krishna mantra and say, wave this incense at these figures. Chant this mantra, and all your desires will be fulfilled. Hmm? <laughs> is that a preaching strategy? What do you think? <laughs> or is that the Siddhanta? Hmm? Hmm? So we can't tell everybody everything all at once. We told them the truth. We would say, don't chant and be happy. We say, chant and cry. Hmm? And, and here's, here's our ideal, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, weeping and weeping and weeping and falling on the ground. And huh? Siddhartha said that he met a fellow and he said, this is your ideal? And the Chaitanya, he's always crying? Hmm? And this is your goal. Therefore, prema bhisa jalabhai bitare anandamale krishna premer adbhuta charite On the outside, it looks very frightening, like poison. Hmm? But inside, it is anandamale, full of ananda. Hmm? And this is true in terms of the ecstatic, if you will, transformations of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and also the life of the sadhaka. So, who's really a serious sadhak, You're giving up all these things that people think are, how can you live without? Hmm? No sex? No, no vacation? <laughs> yeah, something like that. So, <laughs> it, there's a nice story, of course, of Haridas Thakur to illustrate the point I was making earlier, how you know, he was he was imprisoned, right, by the Muslims for chanting something like that. And then in the prison, the prisoners uh, became interested in, in his teaching, so they were bereft materially. So they had an ear for it. Hmm? So they asked for a benediction from him, and he said he benedicted them that their sentences would be increased, <laughs> that they could have a life sentence. Uh, and they were bewildered by it. And he said, well, you know, because in this situation you're bereft, so you're a little interested. Let's keep it like that because because the fact is you, you might be a little interested because you're bereft. Hmm? But then if 
material facility comes your way, you may very quickly lose interest as well. Therefore, we want to be an akinchana, not by the force of material circumstance, but by the force of our attraction to Bhagawan, who then forcibly takes away all material prospects for us. This is real akinchana. I was for I had one experience of this, so I, it was a long time ago, and once was enough. Just just after I left ISKCON, some guy from some prison, I don't know, somehow got in touch with me and was writing to me. And, you know, they sound like the greatest devotees in there because they, 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 i got nothing better to do than write letters, and they're just looking for the mail, you know. So they're writing letters to everybody they can think of, probably. Anyway, he was writing me these letters, and he was you know, studying Krishna consciousness and so forth, and he was interested, and it sounded really, really good. And so he got out. He came right there, right to the... We had a rented house in San Francisco at the time, and he was very enthusiastic. And about, after about two weeks, I woke up one morning, and he had stolen a van. <laughs> And we we recovered it somewhere in Oregon or something like that, you know, hundreds of miles away, and back into the to the to the, to the uh, jailhouse. He went. You know. I don't know if he wrote me after that, but I know I didn't write back. So, so, <laughs> so you know, it's it's not that we wanted to, um, you know, the Gita says the same thing. Raso varjam raso piyasya param drishtvanivartate. It's not that we want to cut off our senses or something like that, and it's that way we'll be drawn into Krishna. Mm-hmm. No. But by hearing and chanting, we lose interest in the senses, and we'll become a poor person. We'll become an outcast, we'll become a controversial person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the devotees won't like you, <laughs> even. <laughs> There's many so-called devotees, or Prakrita Bhaktas, mm-hmm. devotees who don't have good... Sambandagyan, hmm? and all these things, who are doing Namaparad, can look very good at doing Namaparad. Hmm? They won't be interested. Hmm? Sri said, well, you know, I was always spoke the truth, so I got the luxury of doing that, but it meant I had to live mostly alone. <laughs> so truth will not be a popular thing in a world that's based on falsity and and it's very insidious, so it makes its appearance even in, in the spiritual trappings. Pujapat Sridhar was very quick to address that uh, with his statements like society consciousness versus God consciousness. And people can make the statements and preach the point and be doing the very thing that he's criticizing there. So it's uh, very insidious, Maya's influence. Therefore, we need sadhusanga, real sadhusanga. And proper understanding of... Uh, Scripture and and here with sincerity to make progress and to implement things into our lives and our practice that we may go forward. We may enhance our capacity to understand. And at a certain point, you get to the point where you have an organic understanding. You can understand. Somebody's quoting the verse; they don't know. They don't know what they're talking about. They, they uh, and and you can go anywhere, and you can take, and you can find. This is the, he's saying something that's good. We we'll take it from here. Over here, here he's saying something wrong. We leave that behind. And, Krishna consciousness becomes a living thing for us. This is this should be the good result of satasanga. So we heard some nice things tonight from again from Kunti Devi, Kunti Devi ki jai, Kuntaras Srimad Bhagavat ki jai. Any question?
focus is Krishna rather than you know developing bhakti rather than becoming a kinchina for material mm-hmm. in the previous class you spoke about this anyabilashita shinyamadas that often we're focusing on the tatashtalakshana part and becoming free from karma and jnana and then we can try to be favorable towards Krishna mm-hmm. yeah favorable towards Krishna is the main the Swarupalakshana, the primary characteristic, the culture, Anukul, Anukulena, Krishna, Anushilanam. That will bring about, that will uncover us, yes. And that hearing and chanting, that means good, good sarasanga. That is most important. All right, we'll stop there. Again, Grantaras, Srimad Bhagavad Gita, Gaurantanam Gita. Sisi Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada Kiva.